Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Top of the List. I am your host, Dom, with my co-host, RB. What's up, guys? And this week's episode, we are going to put on hold our Harry Potter conversation for just another week, um, where we'll figure out what we're going to do. We're kind of going with the with the flow here because um, Ryan and I came upon a, a movie that we just had to review because we thought it was a pretty good film that everyone can go out and see that has a Netflix account. The title of the film, The Adam Project, from director Sean Levy, starring Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, um, Jennifer Garner, and uh, a really great young actor that we'll talk about in just a moment. But um, why don't you get us started off, RB? Um, Sean Levy previously directed the film Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, so this was his second attempt at directing Ryan Reynolds. Um, just a quick note, I did finally get around to watching Free Guy. Ryan saw it in theaters. I finally got around to watching it on Disney+. Plus. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, so I'd also give that one a recommend. But uh, let's talk about the Adam Project. RB, what'd you think? Yeah, you know this was a this was an enjoyable movie. I, I feel like films like this on the streaming services have almost a recipe for disaster. Yeah, uh, you get a very solid director as uh, who is Sean Levy here, and an all star cast as you alluded to: Ruffalo, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana. So an excellent cast. And sometimes it seems at least the first time around when Netflix did these original films, they got a little bit lazy. You know, yeah. they were like, they relied on the talent they had and didn't give us interesting content, great stories, whatever you want to call it. This film did not suffer from that. To me, this was an original film. This was a film that was funny when it needed to be funny. This was a film that was serious when it needed to be serious. Um, great performances by great actors. Um, I, I really like this film. I, I mean, the subject matter alone to me makes it a seven and a half out of 10. And then I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. So I think Ryan Reynolds hits it out of the park. And then even more so uh, the child actor you, you referred to earlier, Walker Scoble, the way he played young Ryan Reynolds. And it was like looking in a mirror 30 years earlier totally. makes this like another half a point higher. So eight and a half out of 10 is my score better than great. I really love this movie especially because my expectations weren't all that high going in. I think it only got like a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I was like, okay, it'll be a fun movie night. And to me, this was so much more. So how about- Oh yeah, I, I'm right with you. Eight and a half out of 10 for me as well, RB. A better than great movie. I, I did the same thing as you. After I watched it, I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, what? How could this get- This is like definitely a certified fresh movie because yeah. I had a blast with this one. I thought, like you said, the, the probably the part that surprised me most was the pitch- perfect performance from the young Ryan Reynolds. Remember, remind me what his name was again? Walker Scobell. Walker Scobell. He was awesome in this movie. He, yeah. he yeah. carried the movie. Like Absolutely. it was incredible. I, yeah. I was really, really blown away by his performance. Um, one thing that I really want to uh, touch on here that was really a strong aspect of the film for me was, and this has to do with the director, Sean Levy, great action sequences, very clearly shot, very mm -hmm. exciting. And you know what? You were talking about how they screw up Netflix movies all the time. One reason why I don't like Netflix movies, unless they're like um, Trial of the Chicago 7 and stuff like that, like, you know, they're more serious ones, is when they go in these sci-fi movies on Netflix, the special effects are always terrible. Yeah. Not the case with this one. The special effects in this one were very con convincing. And I thought that they did a great job with all the action. Um, the weaponry in this movie was probably one of the most, some of the most unique weaponry I've ever seen. Um, yeah. The way the, the time travel was depicted was very unique as well. Um, like you said, an original take that I was very surprised to see on Netflix. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, special effects, awesome. Weaponry was really cool. I liked, even though it was kind of taken from uh, from Loki, the way, you know, oh, when it, things get messy when you die outside of your set time and, you know, things, uh, you know, they're sort of just dissolving. Yeah. But yeah, that was, I think, my favorite part about the sci-fi of this film was how well they explained and kept the audience with fixed time versus, you know... Um, proper time and how you know time corrects itself it's not like a butterfly effect that this is going you know did ryan young ryan reynolds remember ryan reynolds coming back to him in time i really like how they explain that without breaking the story and saying oh we're gonna have a narrator explain to you how this works you know i think they did a great job placing it in the film but making sure the audience was still with us and not asking those questions because in sci-fi movies a lot of the time that's my problem i get caught in the well, if this happened, wouldn't that change everything? And they did a good job explaining it. So I wasn't sitting and questioning that the whole film. Absolutely. I was on board the whole time. Because like you said, it's very easy to feel like, oh, man, I, I, I don't get this. I don't get it, you know. And, and that, especially with time travel stuff, it's easy to confuse the audience. They, the story in this one did a great job of um, keeping the audience on track with everything that's going on. As soon as I had a question, within like a few minutes, it was answered and it felt like, okay, yeah, now I'm, I'm on board. I'm keep going. And one thing that, uh, one more thing I want to talk about the directing of this film, the pace in this movie is immaculate. I mean, from opening scene, there's not a slow spot. I, I thought at first that we would get a kind of a slow entry, but I mean, right away we're with Ryan Reynolds in space, in the jet, we're going and we got some awesome music blasting, great soundtrack in this one as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. The pace in this one, I didn't feel like there was many slow spots. And when there was time that the movie slowed down, I feel like it was great because they emphasized the emotional aspects of the story. And I really appreciated that a lot. Absolutely, yeah. I think, um, yeah, there were definitely some, some portions of this film. You think Ryan Reynolds, you think it's going to be a fast-paced action comedy. That's, that's yeah. what he's done, whether it's been Deadpool, whether it's been Free Guy. I'm trying to think what else Ryan Reynolds has been in of late that he, he was like that. There was something else that I was going to mention. Oh, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. sort of his thing. That he takes a pretty serious subject matter and has this great way of making it hilarious. Yep. But in this film, I think that's what was special about this film, was the emotional ties, not only with his relationship with his father, Mark Ruffalo, but also with his mother, played by uh, Jennifer Garner, and with his his wife, played by Zoe Saldana, who he hadn't seen for what did they say five years. She she had yeah. been sort of you know back in time and unable to get back. I thought the emotional pull in this film showed great great range for Ryan Reynolds, which is something that I mean I assumed he had. I've seen some of his earlier stuff, like The Proposal, where he plays a more serious role, but that we haven't seen for a while. So what what do you think about Ryan Reynolds? Uh, range here in this film to go from sort of slapstick comedy to serious and do it in a believable way it was flawless i thought because you know in the opening scene we're getting a lot of laughs when he meets his younger self um the wound fart was pretty funny i thought yeah, yeah. <laughs> i kept laughing every time at that and just the little things like you know the, the um, visual storytelling of how you could figure out that these two characters are the same person, just different ages is, you know, the fridge, how it would close. And he knew how to close it a second time because it was kind of broken, things like that. I love that. And then, so we get these really great, funny scenes where he's arguing with his younger self. And then we get one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when he kind of gets frustrated with his younger self. And then he goes to a bar and he meets his mother in the yeah. bar. Yeah. I was 
tearing up watching this scene. And, and, you know, I just love the line because you know, me, me and RB, we're both kind of mama's boys a little bit. And, you know, boys always come back for their mom. And that, that kind of teared me up a little bit. I was Very like, oh, so. I yep. love my mom. Very relatable. <laughs> yeah. So yep. I, I love that scene. And it was heartbreaking and emotional at the same time. And I was also very interested in the mystery, you know, what's going on? Why, what's the, uh, the reason behind all this time? travel? How was time travel invented? How did all this become to be? Why is Ryan Reynolds here? I was very invested in the ongoing mystery of everything in this movie. And he did fantastic. Ryan Reynolds knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Now I will say one thing about the mystery though. Yeah. And that, this is my one small knock. Why this is not a nine or a 10. I feel like that was sort of hit hit us in the face with the whole mystery about time travel and the thing with, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the character. Maya, Maya. Oh, oh yeah. Sorian. Sorian. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Maya Sorian. And it was kind of just hit, hit us over the top of the head. Oh, well, Sorian is ruining the future. Oh, well, do you think she created time travel? Or do you think she went back in time to help herself? Oh, I think that's what she did. And it was like, that was sort of the big reveal that I think, I would have liked to have more of a chance as a viewer to figure out myself. They sort of tell us that that story and before we're even introduced to her character. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I, I, I agree with you there. Um, I was already like predicting in the beginning. I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe he's back here to um, at first. I thought it was to save his dad from dying, but I, I was pleasantly surprised that, um, you know, spoiler alert at the end of this movie, his dad remains dead. And um, I thought that was a very smart choice to make that, you know, it wasn't a fully happy ending, but it was a happy ending. And I, I really enjoyed that as well. And um, I think that the, the whole uh, aspect of finding his wife was a really great motivator. And Zoe Saldana, the, the chemistry they had on screen was really great. I thought Excellent. I fully Absolutely. believed it. I mean, Allah, and of course, this is another Zoe Saldana role. Zoe Saldana, 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 mm. right? Yeah, I think so. Saldana role. But I mean, Allah sort of Star-Lord and Gamora. Totally. I mean, that, that's kind of what it felt like. And she's, this has become sort of her bread and butter to be sort of the, the badass, kick-ass female character. And I mean, she hit it out of the park again. Did a great job sort of opposite the goofy Ryan Reynolds. Very similar to uh, Chris Pine. Have, have you seen those uh, Star Trek movies yes, with Zoe Saldana? Yes. Chris Pine That's and right. Zoe Saldana. She's, she's a horror in those, right? Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great um, pairings that she gets in these movies. And um, let's let's touch on uh, Mark Ruffalo. I thought he did great in this one. I thought he yeah, was really sorta, good. Sort of playing Bruce Banner. If, yeah. I mean, the thing is, every actor sort of leaned into their strength. He was playing Bruce Banner if Bruce Banner never became the Hulk. It was just this brilliant scientist. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought he was awesome. Um, I, I love the chemistry he has in the first scene where he's there with young Adam who, and, and uh, Ryan Reynolds' Adam. What an awesome scene. Yeah, I thought it was really He good. punches old Ryan, he yeah. punches Ryan Reynolds I, in the face. I love it. Nice <laughs> punch, Dad. I think I broke my hand. <laughs> There's a big laughs in that one. Yeah. I mean, that was one, and while we're talking about it, one thing that really hit off here, the comedy was great. Yeah. And I think I haven't seen a movie and, until I think, I don't watch that many comedies as, as Ryan has. And um, the last one that made me feel as well as laugh and have a great time was Crazy Rich Asians. I keep coming back to that one. I really enjoyed okay. Crazy Rich Asians. And I, don't, I think this one was on kind of the same level as that because it made me really invested in the characters as well as uh, made me laugh a lot as well. 
I mean, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't know that I necessarily draw that comparison. To me, yeah. it was like one of the lighter hearted uh, MCU films. Yes. Uh, a la, I wouldn't say Ant-Man, but maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, a la, even, you know, there were some, some good laughs in, in Endgame. Yeah. You know, some of the scenes reminded me of some of the lighter hearted scenes there, or even Deadpool, you know, totally. made out of Ryan Reynolds' book. You know, the, the action and comedy balance was perfect. And seldom do you see that in a non, you know, huge, big production, big budget film. You know, like I said, Endgame does a great job. There's a lot of dark sequences, but there's some great comedy. You know, Hulk, when he's sitting in the, in the diner, Mark Ruffalo, of course, you know, <laughs> a great comedy scene in a serious movie that balances it well. And a lot of the MCU films do that, but you don't see standalone films necessarily doing that as well as this film did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything else we forgot to touch on for this one? I mean, I, I just want to, oh, yeah. even, even more props going back to, um, to young uh, Walker Scoble. This not only was his first movie role, first really? recognized role, first time, this was his first movie. Wow. This is the first feature film he's ever starred. And I just confirmed that on his IMDb. He's getting prepped to star in another movie coming out later this year called Secret Headquarters. Okay. Uh, with uh, Michael Pena and Owen Wilson, where he plays Ooh. the son of a father who, like, he thinks is a superhero because he defi- he finds his headquarters. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of that film. Oh, that sounds but good. Yeah, this is, I mean, Walker Scoble has, has not starred in any other films. This is his very first film. What a he great debut. And I think this is definitely, yeah. The, the beginning of what's going to be an excellent, if not child actor career, acting career for, for Scoble, if he chooses to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as for our scores, uh, one more time, we're just going to say both giving this one an eight and a half. And um, I kind of want to touch on here at the end of the episode, the news slash rumors surrounding director Sean Levy completing the Ryan Reynolds trilogy, Deadpool 3. I think that he's an excellent choice to work with Ryan Reynolds on Deadpool 3 because I was worried that, you know, obviously everybody knows that Marvel bought Fox and the rights to Deadpool. So now Deadpool is going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. I was afraid that we might get a watered down version that's not as funny, maybe doesn't hit the right mark. But if Sean Levy does agree to direct Ryan Reynolds again, these guys have such a great rapport. I am on board. What do you, how do you feel about that whole situation, RB? Yeah, without a doubt. I think, you know, with, with Ryan Reynolds, you, you look at his directors and it's, it's definitely a certain type of film that directed. And obviously this is not, Sean Levy did not direct Deadpool or Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think because he has this relationship and this understanding of what kind of range Ryan Reynolds has, and we've seen his films too, between Free Guy, The Adam Project, and even before that, he did um, some some serious movies. I don't know if you've ever seen the sci-fi Real Steel with uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, but I saw that big, one. Yeah, big fan of that movie. He's gone Me more too. comedy as well. He did the internship with Owen Wilson and uh, Vince Vaughn. Ooh, I haven't seen that. I mean, one. these are these are all his films. You know, he's shown a great ability to balance that, and I think that's kind of what you've got to do with these Deadpool films, these slapstick action superheroes. So I think he's the right pick. Um, and, you know, getting him, getting to test the waters as he's done now with Free Guy and with uh, with the Adam Project, I think Sean Levy will hit it out of the park with teamed up with Ryan Reynolds and whoever we bring on to the cast for the next Deadpool film, which I believe is, they we don't have a release date yet. It's still TBA, correct? It's still TBA. I, I'm guessing 
2023 at the end or 2024 at the beginning of the year. Um, all right, all right. So I'm looking forward to it, though, man. Um, as far as for our listeners here at the end of the episode, what are we discussing next week? I think we need to figure out what we're going to do. Do we want to do Moon Knight next week or do we want to wait until Moon Knight's over and do a season review? Well, what I, I was going to just check with my local theaters on, okay. on my phone real quickly. Just yeah. what's coming out next week. Do we have any big films coming out next week? Um, the, the one film that I know that, you know, me and Ryan, are, we're, we're trying to get on the comedy train here because we, we, we like to review serious movies. So one film that I hear is getting pretty decent critical praise is The Lost City. Okay. See, I didn't think you'd that. I know your kind of movies. I'm going to go see that. I didn't I know you were going to see it. See it looks hilarious. It, and it, once again, all-star cast. It feels to me like uh, Channing Tatum's getting back into his groove that he was on with the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies, which yeah. are two of my favorite comedies ever. Oh, excellent film. Both of them. Yeah. Another film that, you know, as we've said today, a lot of sequels haven't been great. And this that one, I don't think, holds true to that statement. Sequels even better than the first one in many ways, I think. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm really excited. And Sandra Bullock. Um, RB is a big fan of Sandra Bullock movies. He's listed a bunch of the ones he's liked to me before. Yep. I personally have seen some that were that good that you liked. Uh, we disagree on those. That, that's why I'm kind of interested to see where we're going to sit on The Lost City for each of us. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it flows kind of nicely, too, because one of Ryan Reynolds' first big roles was opposite Sandra Bullock in The Proposal. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I we did, should go I with The Lost Sandra City. Sandra Bullock plug there. Absolutely. And what, what was your other favorite one with Sandra Bullock? Remind me again. Um, well, I, I love her in The Blind Side. Not, not yes, necessarily a comedy, that, but yeah. just an excellent role. I don't know if you've ever seen The Blind Side. but That's one of the ones I haven't seen that I need okay. to see. Yeah. Um, and that's, then she was great. she had a couple. I, I'm remembering one with Melissa McCarthy, I think, oh, that the, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That the was pretty funny. She's, yeah, she's the NYPD. Or no, she's. I, I think she's even like uh, CIA or something. She has to work with the beat Boston cop who's... Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah. I think I enjoyed that one as well. I haven't seen it in so long, but I'm very interested to see. And I'll tell you right now, one of the main reasons that I want to see this one, Daniel Radcliffe playing the villain in this movie. I want to see that. I want to see that so bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe getting back to the sort of millionaire villain that he played. And honestly, I would say played pretty poorly. And now you see me too. So hopefully he, he, uh, he is able to save himself what's the word i'm looking for save redeem redeem himself thank you yep <laughs> and then i didn't realize as well brad pitt is in this film yeah yeah i saw the trailer and he he shows up in it and he's uh in full legend of the fall hairstyle with the really long hair and stuff like that so i'm, I'm excited to see this movie and it looks really funny so all right let's, let's call let's that do the lost city yeah, yeah lost city it is lost city review next week everybody stay tuned next wednesday to find that um uh, I just want to give a quick plug here at the end. I just updated my Twitter. Um, so I'm going to put it on public um, and I'm going to have the link to our top of the list website, which I just got as a new URL. It's top of the list.buzzsprout.com. So if you want to find our page, you can get the links to any of our podcast services, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I think we have um, Stitcher and a bunch of other ones that are just specific apps on there now as well. So we're spreading out to more podcast services. And um, I'm going to try to dedicate myself to every Wednesday when we post our episodes, I'm going to put out a tweet with, you know, RB and I just recorded our episode. Here's the link. Go click on it now. And so if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Dom Gonzalez 48. 
and maybe RB will give me a retweet on your Twitter as well. Absolutely. Yep. That that'll go right on up as soon as make sure, make sure you give me the tag as well. And if yep. anyone's looking for a follow as well, it's RB underscore the SID or is my, my Twitter something different no, I have uh, to on Twitter in a minute. I know. Yeah. I think it's, is it RB with the call still? Nope, that's correct. Yeah. It's okay. RB with the call. RB underscore the underscore SID is my Instagram, but RB with the call would be my Twitter. So keep an eye out for Dom Gonzalez for RB. And we will be giving you a, a reminder on Twitter as well on how to, where to find our episodes. If you ever forget. Absolutely. And if you guys want to uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, oh, I already gave my tag, but I, I'm going to be retweeting a lot of movie news and stuff like that. So if you're one of those people that wants to get in on movie news, uh, I'm usually on Twitter retweeting stuff when I have the time available. So stay tuned for that. So with that said, I uh, want to take us out, RB. Yeah, make sure you, uh, those of you who are listening, if you enjoyed it, give us a, a five-star review if you can, and uh, be sure to leave a comment, anything you want to say about your thoughts about Project Adam, if you're listening on Spotify. But um, for my co-host, Dom, this is RB. Thanks so much, guys, for watching another episode of Top of the List. Later.